You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. We are actually on our final episode of our series that is entitled Knowing God. Okay, Knowing God. I'd like to give you a uh, brief background on what we had in, a, in our past four weeks. Okay, in our first week, we talked about the, the glory of God, that we appreciate the glory of God, and especially that it should be seen even in our life. And in the second week of God, uh, 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 that we spoke about the goodness of God, that even in the midst of trials and of afflictions, God is top of all those things, and He's still good. And on the third week, we actually spoke about the generosity of God. The generosity of God is not only about being sufficient. Yes, He is sufficient, but more than that, He's even extravagant and abundant whenever He blesses. And last week, Pastor Saul spoke about the grace of God. And we said that uh, without grace, grace is an undeserved favor. And without grace, we're, de- we're supposed to be held bound. But because of His grace, there is hope in Jesus Christ. And tonight, we are going to talk about something that's really great. Something great. Literally, we are going to talk about the greatness of God. The greatness of God, meaning to say, to know God's greatness in our lives, leading us to make Him known to all. Can you say that again? To know. No. Okay, let me hear it louder. To know. Pero ang tanong dito, how do you actually know someone? How do you get to know someone? Usually, we get to know someone with, uh, through information. Like, for example, I, I'm going to give you an example. If you're going to apply in a company for a job, the first thing that you're going to hand the, the interviewer or your HR is your CV, your curriculum vitae. Much as they care, but they, they are more going to look at the things after your name all your educational background, all your achievements. And that's the only time that they would know if you are appropriate to the job that they are hiring you for. Right? And another way in getting to know someone is through secondhand information. And about the secondhand information, I'm so sure. Like, for example, last Christmas, and dami nating mga bumalik or mga balikbayan, di ba? Na, na umuwi from, uh, from, from abroad. Apparently, napakarami rin yung balikbayan boxes. I mean, like for example, no? Uh, here's a friend of yours, uh, telling you about, uh, his uncle who just came, who just came from the United States and, uh, he brags about everything about his uncle. So sabihin niya, well, actually, wala naman masyadong pinasalubong sa akin. He just gave me a MacBook Pro 2017, yung touchpad nasa harapan. <laughs> and you know, he keeps on, he keeps on telling you about all, uh, about his uncle, everything to the point na akala mo, kilala mo na rin yung uncle niya. But you haven't really met his uncle. Have you been in that situation? Na parang kala mo, kilala mo na, pero hindi mo pa naman namimit. Puro kwento lang. And just also another route of getting to know someone is maybe through social media. Ito na yan. All those Facebook posts, you get to know someone through sa mga tweets nila. And uh, oh, by the way, habang nagpipresya ko, walang magbubumerang, okay? 
<laughs> okay, and like for example, no, gusto gusto mo, you really like Kanye West so much to the point that you're really uh, looking at his posts. You know already what his uh, favorite uh, pants or pair of jeans. You know what he ate for breakfast. You know him so well. Na eto ka, you are sending him a friend request, but you actually don't know him personally. Diba? Have you been in that situation where you get friend requests pero hindi mo naman kilala yung tao? Diba? And here you are, you're wanting to be so accommodating that you will accept the friend request probably because it's a good chance to share the gospel. <laughs> but the thing is, be, better be careful because the agenda is not always, you know, that ideal. So, having said all of these things, imagine... If you know, the way you get to know your loved ones is in this kind of perspective. Knowing them by information only. Like for example, our, our son, our daughter, your, our children. What if you get to know, you know your child, you know your son only because <laughs> whenever he gives you your, uh, his uh, report card, or whenever he asks for allowance, or whenever you see him playing the iPad, but that's about it. Anything aside from that you don't know. Or what if we treat our parents like this, that we only get to know them as to what kind of job they're doing, what time they go to work, what time they arrive from work. You see them as a good cook. You see them as a good allowance giver. But there's no relationship. You only know them as that. To the point that whenever nakakain lang kayo at maghahanap lang kayo ng restaurant, hindi pa kayo makasundo. To the point that whenever you're gonna go to the movies, you even discuss about it because you don't relate anymore with one another. You only know them by information. Are you with me? And my prayer... Is this is not the same way that we would treat and how we get to know our God. Because knowing our God shouldn't be just informational, but relational. I mean, you know, there was this guy in the Bible, you know, Philip. Philip, Philip is one of the apostles. And this guy, has, he goes with Jesus in lahat ng ministry niya and in all the victory weekends and mission trips. And yet one day, one day he said, Jesus, will you show us the Father and we will be, we'll, it, it's enough for us already. You know what? Jesus gave him a stern look. Hey boy, I, you've been with me. You saw everything, you heard everything, and yet you don't know me. And this guy has been with Jesus with all the mission trips and all the preachings, and yet he doesn't know. So meaning to say that it is possible that we get drowned with ministry. Eto ka, you on a Saturday afternoon, here you are practicing for the music team on a Sunday or Saturday night, here you are doing the ushering. Here on a Sunday morning, here you are playing for the music team already. Sunday afternoon, here you are with a prayer team already. I mean, all of these things are really good. All of these things are really good. But if you anchor your faith in knowing our great God in a ministry work, I think that would be dangerous. 
It will be so tiring because you have to keep on muscling your joy just so that you feel like you're externally close to God, but internally you're empty. And that's the reason why uh, if, if you're going to go to the concierge later and uh, inquire on the volunteer weekend, we encourage you to only join one ministry. Because here, yes, we love ministry growth, but more than ministry growth, we are more concerned on spiritual growth. I mean, it's so unfortunate and it's so sad if we're going to compartmentalize Jesus in a 7 to 8.30 p.m. service like this. Or maybe to others, 7.30 to 8.30. Nalilate pa eh, no? <laughs> I mean, hello, sa sinihan, you don't want to be late. You even want to see the trailer, pero kay Jesus late ka. <laughs> I mean, you know, sa Dota, five hours ka at ang ingay mo. Pero sa quiet time mo, 10 minutes ka lang, mas maingay ka pa. Bakit? <laughs> I mean, you know, so meaning to say, you could be Christianese, but not Christian. I mean, you say, you say that you have a great God, and yet, hindi mo mapatawad yung kapatid mo. You cannot even forgive your brother. Because ginulok ka niya. Ginulok ka niya nung naka-upload ka ng video sa Facebook. <laughs> Pinatawad naman niya, okay? Pinatawad niya. Ito ka, you cannot even forgive your office mate kasi he used your Tupperware in the pantry five years ago. Grabe, Tupperware lang. And you say that you serve a great God in the ministry, pero parati ka naman late sa meetings, late ka sa rehearsal. You say that you serve a great God, and you love, you love the great God, you love a great, our great God, but you don't read your Bible. Knowing God is not only informational, but rela- it's relational. And that's what we're going to talk about today. The question is this. How great really is our great God to us? So I'd like, you to, I'd like to invite you to stand up, and we're going to read our text today. Okay, It's from Psalms 145, page 465. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're going to talk about it. We're going to read Psalm 145, a psalm of praise of David, verses 1 and 2. Okay, will you read it with me? One, two, three. I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day, I will bless you and praise you forever and ever. God, we thank you for your word. Lord, I pray that you anoint the preaching of your word. Holy Spirit, I depend solely on you. God, we, I pray that we would realize how great a God you are, and it should be known to others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now here, even in this verse, I will extol you. David, David was really extolling God of his greatness and responding with worship to the point that he referred to him personally with reverence by calling him my God. 
At the same time, he did it with a surrendered heart, calling him my king. And he, it wasn't just lip service. He did it with his life. It was a lifestyle. And that's why he did it forever and ever. He did it every day. I'd like to give you a background on this, uh, on this uh, chapter. Actually, Psalm 145, it's not only written by David. That's the reason, why, I mean, the reason why it's called a psalm of praise of David. It's not just because he wrote it, but it's, he had this peculiar fund of it. It's his favorite psalm, actually, because he sang it often. In fact, for, for the music ministers, uh, the Bible scholar says it's in the key of G. <laughs> okay? And to that effect, even that it's the only psalm that has the title, the, with the title of it, it has the, the words of praise, meaning tehila. Tehila. Alam niyo yung tehila? Pagkanasiraan kayo, tehila. Tehila, meaning worship. Okay? And... <laughs> You say, this is a psalm of praise of David. This is David's very own. This is David's favorite. In fact, he regarded this as his crown jewel of praise and worship. Now, let me give you one fun fact about this uh, chapter as well. In fact, this, this chapter is acrostic. Alam niya, acrostic? Acrostic is a poem or any lyrical composition. Okay, that has a certain pattern, either the first word or the first letter, in such a way just to aid the mind, para memorize natin. I mean, let me give you an example. You know Sound of Music? I'm sure you know that, uh, you're familiar with that. Instead of the, the lady teaching Do, Re, Mi, she sang and te- taught it through a song. Diba? Do, a deer, a female deer, and ray. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Psalm 145 is acrostic because in the very first letter of each line is taken from the Hebrew alphabet. Every the 22 lines, yung Hebrew alphabet that consists of, of 22 letters, yun yung umpisa niya. In short, we can say that this psalm is the A to Z of praise and worship. In fact, this was the very song, okay? This was the very song that David uh, promised to God that he will write in Psalm 144 verse 9. He said in Psalm 144 verse 9, I will sing a new song to you, my God, on a ten-stringed lyre. I will make music. To you, to you, and Psalm 145 is David's response to the greatness of God. He worshiped God with this psalm because of God's greatness, and that's what we're actually talking about right now. In verse three, here we go. It says here, "Great is the Lord, and most worthy to be praised. His greatness, again, His greatness." God's greatness cannot be fathomed. What do we mean when we say God's greatness cannot be fathomed? unfathomable? Means it means hindi mo maintindihan, hindi mo maarok. It's indescribable. Even if you combine all the languages in this world, all the dialects that you have in this universe, 
He is beyond description. His glory is just so, so great. He's incomparable. You cannot compare Him. You cannot change Him. He's unchangeable. You cannot imitate Him. He's inimitable. And so then how, how can we say that our God is unfathomable? I'll give you one example, one gist of example. During late night, in a very dark, starry night, okay, <laughs> you look out on your windows in your houses and just look at the stars in the heavens. You'll really get blown away with the vastness of the creation of God. Right? I mean, with the vastness of the, what we see in heaven, it's not even the, complete. Kasi hanggang dito lang yung ano, peripheral natin, di ba? That's the only thing that we see. Anyway, some of us may be thinking that uh, we live in a subdivision that's called, uh, or maybe in an area that's called Las Piñas, or Muntinlupa, or Paranaque, or uh, ano pa ba? Uh, Bikutan, or Laguna. But in our universe, we live in a subdivision called Milky Way Galaxy. Yep. And here it is. Milky Way Galaxy. It's such a big galaxy that you need, when you measure it, you need a light year just to go around it. And you know what? What is a light year? A light year is how fast light travels in one year. And you know what the measurement is? 186,000 miles per second. So that means to say, if it's going to be one year, that's going to be... 5.88 5.88 trillion miles in a year just to get around it. You know what? Your tape measure, itago muna. Your rulers, it won't work. Your kilometer gauge, it's very insignificant. You need a ruler that can measure 5.88 trillion miles. That's how vast our subdivision is. And we're just talking about our Milky Way galaxy. In fact, scientists say that there are billions of stars in our galaxy. Not only millions, not only tens of millions. We have billions of stars in the known universe. I'll give you, I'll show you a partial close-up. Okay? A partial close-up of our Milky Way galaxy. Are you ready? Okay. This is the close-up. Let's try to count the stars. Oh, man. We got a big LED in here, and still, you can't count it. In fact, there's this astronomer that's named David Block. He said that if we count one star per second, it will take us 2,500 years just to count all of it. And that's just Milky Way galaxy. And you know what? All of these things came about by the word and the breath of our God. Psalm 33 verse 6 says, By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. Their starry host by the breath of his mouth. And that's the reason why our God is incomparable. You cannot compare him to any. In fact, 
he said, in a, to whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One. That's Isaiah 40.25. Nobody can answer. He answered himself in the next verse. He said, lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all of these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. That's how great our God is. Oh, come on, give him praise. I think he deserves all the praise. Okay, let me give you a, a semi-top view. Because kanina you close up, it did not work, right? So uh, let me give you a semi-top view of Milky Way Galaxy. Okay, of course, it, there's, wala pang na-inventong monopod para makapag-selfie with it, no? But <laughs> our NASA guys, the NASA guys said it's somehow like this. This is a semi-top view. Now the question is this. Where are we here? I can see Pastor Sol there. Uh, no. <laughs> Definitely not at the center. Why? Uh, if you get to the center, even, even just by coming near to the center, you're going to get zapped because of the heat. And definitely, you cannot go uh, and be near, uh, you cannot stay and live a uh, spiral race. It's so hot that you're going to be cremated alive instantly. Crispy sisigandating mo. I mean, you know, ang hirap siguro, you know, from this point to that point, okay, from this point to that point, across, across it, is 100,000 light years away. Ang hirap siguro manligaw dyan, no? I mean, all you gotta do is to travel 186,000 miles uh, per second in 100,000 light years. At yun, pagka narating mo na yung bahay ng inyong nililigawan, maibibigay mo na yung pasalubong ng serenity. <laughs> I mean, you know, and so the question is, saan tayo? Where are we here? Where are we here? You guys, you and me, we are here. We cannot even see ourselves. That's how small we are in the creation. But our God, the one who holds all things together, He knows you by name. He knows every each strand of your hair. He knows how many. Actually, it's easier for, for Him to count mine. <laughs> the one, that one, definitely holds all things together in your life. That's the greatest thing of it all. In fact, in verse uh, uh, Psalm 35, verse 9, it says in here, okay, As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So with all the questions in our lives, I mean, God, bakit, ano, parang, I'm not getting any job. I'm not even getting promoted. Things are not really getting mad. Going on as ideal as I would like it to be. I mean, instead of murmuring and doing our own thing, wouldn't it be better to trust the one who knows it all? You may not know your future. It's so hard to depend on the future. Why? Because you don't hold the future. You don't know the, fu- the future. 
but definitely you can know the one who's holding the future. Right? Come on, give God a praise for that. You know, the one, the one who is great, the one who is greater than your financial problems, the one who is greater than your sickness, the one who is greater than anything at all that you're facing at right now. He knows what you are getting into and He is able to, to save you from that situation. Oh man, our God is great. Our God is great if we, even if we don't say it. In fact, our God is great even if we don't know it. Even if without us. In fact, God is God even without His creation. Him being God is independent from His creation. He is God, period. So who are we? Who are we to question His ways? God... Why are all of these things happening in my work, in my finances? I cannot even uh, settle my relationship with my, with my parents. I mean, you don't understand me, God. Uh, God, you're okay up there, but you don't understand me here. Hindi ko alam ano nangyari, ba't ako binastid nung nililigaw ko? Para ka nalang nagmahal, naiwan, nagbumerang na lang. Parang ganun na dating. But you see, with all of these things, it's painful, right, sometimes? But maybe, a lot of times, actually, the pain you have may be something that God is taking away from you because you're holding it too much, even more dearly than Him. God does not want to share His glory to any other. God is a great God, and He deserves all, everything of us. In fact, anything that man has invented become obsolete. But the words of God is timeless. Uh, let me give you an example. Okay, I'm, I'm an iPhone user myself. Diba dati, we're, we're really big. If you have an iPhone 3, nung una mong labas yung mga yan, diba? Wow, great phone. And then, pagdating ng, ano, ng, ng iPhone 4, wow, great change, great change of life. Tapos may iPhone 5 na, hanggang sa 5S, and all of that. Everything, everything that we said that it's great becomes obsolete. Tama ba? Everything has a time frame. But you know what? The stars that we were, look, uh, that, that I was, we were talking about a while ago, the one that you were supposed to look at uh, in a dark, starry night, when you look at the heavens with all those stars, those stars are the same stars that David has been describing even way back. That's how great our God is. In fact, in verse 4, he said, One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. Amen. The greatness of man, it has a time frame. But our great God, His greatness is eternal. Come on, give, give God praise for that. And there's one thing that eternal did not start in your lifetime. In fact, going back, you know, scientists say that our solar system is as small as one, a, a peso, one peso coin in, in North America. In short, yung, yung solar system natin, it's only as small 
as one peso in an American continent. And one of those stars in that solar system, no, not the baddest, not the biggest, it's called the sun. It's called the sun. And that sun, one of those balls that's revolving around it, that's earth. And this is where we live. Now, I'm not trying to make you feel small. I'm trying to tell you, you are small. But I'm not, also, I'm not only trying to tell you that you are small. I'm telling you that we have a great God. And He deserves all the praise. I oh, Come on, give Him praise. Even louder than that because He deserves it all. But here's the thing about our God. The greatness of our God is not limited in the greatness of His creation. Psalm 144 verse 9 says, The Lord is good to all, and His mercy is over all that He has made. The great God, the greatness of God, is rich in mercy. The great God that cannot be fathomed is a God who extended His mercy to us. And He knows you, 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 even the the people at the back. He knows your name. And He's saying, my son, my daughter, I love you. And I'm all that you need. And I want you to have a relationship with me. Our God is a God who is great in mercy. In fact, somebody said, when mercy is given, the one who takes the suffering is the one who gave mercy. Let me give you an example. For example, if <laughs> this is just an example. If I owe Pastor Saul something, I like a hundred, a hundred thousand. Wow. And then he says, "It's okay, Ray. I pardon you from that. You don't need to pay that." And here I am. I go happy, joyfully. But who was the one who took the suffering? And it's the same. If grace. Is an undeserved favor. Mercy is an undeserved pardon. God so loved you so much, you and me so much, that He did not only give you a promotion or a housing lot or a brand new car, He gave you His best. His only begotten Son. That even if us, we were rebelling against Him, we were sinners, He died for us. Mercy has a name. And His name is Jesus. But, Kuiri, you don't understand me, Kuiri. I mean, you know, 
I'm really dragged down. I, my life is crumbling. I'm sinful. I'm, I'm going to hell. You don't understand me. I, wala na akong pag-asa. I, I, I'm a drug addict. I, I did something that's really wrong. I'm, I'm sinful. I'm a sinner. But I'd like to encourage you. The greatness of God's mercy is greater than our ability to sin. There is nothing that you can say that you did that can make God love you less. He knows everything, every sin, every deepest whatever that's in your heart, but still He loves you the same. That's how great the mercy of our God is. On the last 21, it says here, My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord and all flesh will bless His name forever and ever. The greatness that cannot be fathomed, the greatness that is rich in mercy causes us to respond. Respond in worship. And say, God, thank you. I, I will worship you. I'll give my life to you. I will serve you. I'm not going to give you loose change. I'm, I'm, I, I shall not offer unto God anything that costs me nothing. Just like what David said. I am going to respond in worship, not because of what I do, but by what you did on the cross. Our God deserves our worship. I'd like you to ask you to stand up this time. I'd like you to close your eyes and bow down and just be in the attitude of prayer and worship. We're going to worship God today. And I'd like to tell you this. His greatness, it proves our inadequacy. His greatness removes the need to prove ourselves. His greatness makes us realize that I can't do it on my own. God, I need your generosity. I need your grace. I need your love. I need your mercy. I need a Savior. And because of that, the greatness of God makes us realize and causes us to respond and worship. God, we worship you today.